All right. Well, some people, some people, some people think that what happened the other day with some of the networks out there, the cell networks, uh, some of the data networks, etc. Some people think that it was a result of an X class solar flare that happened. Bullshit. How how could you have uh, one just one network go down and not all of them? Well, it would be it would be even it would be even broader sweeping than that. Um, if a true X class solar flare did happen, mm-hmm. uh, it would it would uh, basically just wipe out all satellite communications. It would be it would be just over. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just, it would I, 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 yeah, you cannot, you cannot. That was not, that was not a solar flare. It was not that's, a, not, that's not what caused that shit. That was, that was a hack. So that here's, did. here's the reason why I, I a thousand percent agree with you, my friend. Here's, here's what I see. People don't believe what the government is telling us anymore. We're done. I can't no. believe anything they say about the X virus. I can't believe anything they say about you know, uh, statistics that they're coming out with. The CIA, the FBI, they're not acting like a normal law enforcement agency. Well, the CIA is not supposed to, but they've been acting like a law enforcement agency and, and inserting their values into into American society that don't match up with the Constitution. But then well, you have the FBI. they revolution in this country for a couple of years now. Right, so, right. You know. So I, I, I agree with you. This is... this the. The other part of the arrogance, like when we had three channels and there wasn't the ability for you and I to sit here across across the country and have a conversation like this in two different yeah. places and sound like we're just in the same room thanks to technology. But I will say this, if it wasn't for their arrogance, their inability to to play by the rules and, and believe in a higher morality... That's why we're seeing the things that are going on right now. Well, it's even. I'm a little bit. These people are. We, we talked about this a number of times. We, we we said it earlier. I'll say it one more time. You believe that. All of the Q stuff was foreshadowing or a plan or this, that, or the other thing. Okay, I accept some of that. Mm -hmm. And over off where my, the, the color lens that I look at life through says, this isn't a plan. This is just the natural progression of things and people telling you the story of what's going to happen because it doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Correct. So if it's, if it's something that you were to relate to common sense, right? Yeah. Common sense, right? I mean, when you have a common um, uh, level of, or when you, when you have a common principles and values within, with a group of people that are the same, that's how the country was formed, right? This form was yeah. this this country was formed on Judeo Christian values. Okay. Yes. Constitution was there to protect our rights. Great. Yeah. What's happening now? The systemic destruction 
of the United States, purposeful destruction of the United States. People don't have God in their lives anymore. There's no morality anymore. So what you're seeing now is, let's take, for example, Fannie Willis. On the stand lying, the defense goes out and does uh, does a uh, cellular, what do they call that, the, the, the gate? You know, where they put a... a they put a, a circle on a map, and any time that phone pings, yeah, they, within they, they, they put a they 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 were able to track the cell phone metadata from both of uh, Fannie Willis and her boyfriend there, mm-hmm. and, and they were able to determine that they called each other before the date that they said that they met. And they, yeah, of course, it's all bullshit. They've perjured themselves. There you go. So how come? Uh, it's only one of the times that they've perjured themselves. Right, right, right. But how come she's tripling down on stupid? Ask me, I mean, why? In common sense? She's going to suffer a consequence. That's correct. She doesn't feel that Fannie Willis and Wade and Obama and Clinton and Biden and Hunter Biden and Kamala Harris, all these actors, what do they all have in common? They didn't pay their taxes. None of them paid their taxes because they felt their perception was we're above the law. We don't have to do this. Everyone else does. We don't. They felt that that themselves that they were, I'm going to use God, but with a small G in front of their name because they think that they're all above and high and mighty above everyone else. So when you look at, we just mentioned alpha common sense, which isn't so common, I get it. And you have people that act amorally. This is what happens. But here's the thing that I, in my perception of all this is, people are waking up to the fact that there's two ju- there's a two-tier justice system. You know it, I know it. All the stuff that's going on with Trump right now and, their, and, the, and the, these exorbitant fines... New York State is trying to confiscate his wealth and his property. Right? Yeah. Time out. Okay. Back to the tax issue. Okay. Let me ask you a question. I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog. I can just ping pong throughout these things because that's what I'm going to mind. You're just running wild, man. But hold (laughs) on a second. Back to the tax issue. Right. There's a couple of different reasons why people don't file taxes. Mm. Follow me here. Okay, sure. I'd love I don't to know. know all the answers, and I'm not pulling this information from anywhere but you know my own train of thought. Mm-hmm. People don't file taxes because they know they owe money and they know they can't pay it back, and they're just trying to hide from that fact and see how long they can maybe get away with it, right? Well, the IRS That's always gets their money. Well, but people that have never had a genuine experience with the IRS before doing that don't really realize what the hell they're getting into with the IRS. Mm. When you dip your toe into the water of those with those piranhas, you're going to get your ass eaten alive. Ask me how I know. I, I, I understand. Yes. I've seen it. Yes. yes, it's awful. So that's one kind of person is like a, a, somebody who makes a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And maybe it gets compounded and they keep making bad decisions. Or 
there's a, maybe another kind of person who doesn't file their income taxes because they can't explain where the fucking income came from. Ah. Uh. And they're like sitting there in a, in a real catch-22 going, you know, maybe somebody can band-aid this for me later and we can hide the fact that this money that I've got here is probably not on the up and up. And if I file these fucking taxes, they're going to track this money back to my old man. Mm. Somebody's going to start asking questions. So let's see how long we can get away with this because how many years did he not file taxes? Years. Years. Why don't you file taxes? Because you can't divulge the source of the income. Mm. Because it was dirty and he was a foreign agent. He was getting his money from offshore and he didn't submit fucking tax documents because you no, know, he didn't want anybody to be able to ask questions to link it to his father. No one's mindset in the tax evasion case mm-hmm. will give you the background on all the events. Wow. Did you ever think about it that way? No. I mean, it's it's such a, a foreign look. I hate I hate the income tax system. I hate the IRS. I hate New oh, York State's terrible. tax income service. I hate them. Okay, they confiscate our wealth and they give it to a bunch of freaking illegal aliens. Who uh, don't get me started? But hey, that's I'm no, I'm no fan of the IRS either. But right? but the way but the system's set up, pay- <laughs> you're not messing with them. You either pay your taxes and do look. Any of the issues I've had with the I. I I went head on. I went to them and said, hey, look, this is what I got. What do I do? They said, this is what you owe. I said, fine. I don't like it, but I got to do it, right? And if you, I always have had the thought, and this is my own personal belief, if you have a problem, you go to the you go to that person or, or entity and you say, this is the issue I'm having. How do we come to a resolution? Let's fix this. Because, and then there's a resolution, okay? It doesn't always. There's There's a significant difference between, a taxpayer making an honest mistake mm-hmm. and calling because you have a discrepancy or you've got a, a couple thousand dollars that they say you owe or there's a there's a small issue. And I classify a small issue anything under ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars with the IRS. Okay. Right. And I know ten thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money, but in the scope of the problems you could have with the IRS, ten thousand dollars is an appetizer. I know that's going to upset a lot of people that might be listening. However, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. How did they keep getting away with this? Well, let's let's look at. Oh, oh, I mean, you you asked the question. I do know that the there were F, uh, IRS agents that were assigned to Hunter Biden's tax situation, and the upstairs management told them to knock it off. Now, so that, you've yeah. got a big problem, and this, this circles back to what you were saying about you know reaching out for help and whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to know if there was ever any back-channeling discussions. You know, I'm sorry, I kind of broke the conversation a little bit, but I yeah. needed to get there to get here. I want to know if there was any kind of wink, wink, nod, nod in the background for a couple of years to, you know, at a, at a director level or maybe an executive level or Joe calls the director of the IRS uh, and says, Hey, uh, you know, could you put this away somewhere? 
wink and a nod? Can you kind of, you know, we got a, we got a problem over here. We got some income that we, uh, my son's got that we have to figure out how to declare. And I'd be real interested to find out if there were any communications of that nature. Now, I don't have, this is just my speculation. I will, I will bet dollars to donuts. They did do that. But of course, but I don't have any, I'm just, I'm just looking at the tea leaves. Between you as a taxpayer with an under $10,000 problem and somebody with a million dollar problem that can just keep kicking it down the road because daddy's connected. Right. So what you're saying is if, if Hunter Biden would have just claimed it as income from this dump from one of his shell companies, let me ask you this question. If he would have just done it, you know, like I got, and, and if, if he would have, if he would have been a fair registered agent and if he, then that no all red flags would have gone off and then this would have, this would have stopped yeah. Biden in his tracks. Okay. That would, uh, that, that would have been it. There would have been no, no questions asked. Oh, you Except, mean, you mean the IRS would say, okay, you pay his taxes. We don't care. And then they would have oh. gotten away with it. Yeah. Okay. File your fucking taxes, man. Nobody looks at you until you uh, until you owe the IRS money or you owe them paperwork. You know your flat your your file lays there nice and quiet until something pops up, and then all of a sudden there's a little flag on there, and somebody's watching for those flags, and they get a report, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay, well here's what." Uh, 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 uh. You know their their computer systems are very intricate. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing system, but um, definitely a different set of rules. I mean. You know, we get to sit on hold for two hours. I'm sure daddy, you know, working out our little problems, you know, face to face with the IRS takes us hours on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure daddy had that kick down the road with a phone call. Oh, I'm sure. Or a text message. That's why the, yeah. you have two whistleblowers of the, from the IRS that came out and said, that we saw this, this, and this. We, we were told to stand down. We couldn't pursue this. We knew it had to be done. And... That's where I say, if they would have paid their taxes, if they would have gone and registered as a fair agent, and this, I'm talking about Hunter here, and he had morals and he had, he had dignity, and and his moral compass would have would have would have pointed him in that direction. He would have done all the things that he should have done, and we wouldn't have having this problem. But that's the that's my point. They don't have well, the any mindset, of this stuff. The mindset was they had to cover up everything that they were doing all along because they knew everything that they were doing was wrong. And then that, that's but, why I got into the discussion about why people don't file their taxes. Yeah, they were they were trying to hide the money because the IRS guy is probably either like, well, yeah, that's a problem, Joe, or um, I don't want to talk to you about this, Joe, or mm. well, you're fucked, Joe. It's only a matter <laughs> of time, you know. Hey, you know, you don't know what happened on the other end of the phone either. Maybe the IRS got caught in the middle. Mm. You know, you've got agents saying they wouldn't let us do that, and you've got up uh, uppity ups going, "Holy shit, this is going on around me." I'm seeing this, and I'm being told by the president, the vice president, I'm being told to go fuck off. Mm-hmm. What do I do? The only thing they can do, and that's that's go to the blow press, a whistle. blow a whistle. No, you're being asked to do something illegal, and you're in a position of public trust. You're being asked to bend the law for a politician. You're in a position of public trust. If you let that shit fly, then our institutions mean shit. Yeah. Then I have no faith in your in your in your credibility anymore. So, this type of corruption, and this is what it is. This is corruption oh, at its, oh, at its oh, highest oh. level. 
the worse it can be. Now, when I say to people that, you know, I see on the, you know, wherever I'm happen to be, I do know that people are becoming wise to the, to the discussion we just had. How come I have to pay my taxes? How come I have to do all this stuff? And you power hungry douchebags in the government can get away with whatever you want to do. It's not fair. I'm calling you out on this too. Just like those two whistleblowers from the IRS. And people are going to get sick and tired very soon about this. And let's for one second, president Trump, there are people he was talking to the South Carolina black conservative mm-hmm. group. You get what a great speech that was. And everyone is agreeing and cheering and everything because President Trump is now having to fork over 400 and something million dollars, not the 350 from the beginning, from a judge that arbitrarily says that this is what you owe because you overvalued your property. And I wanted to... And, and he put an $18 million value on Mar-a-Lago. Arbitrarily. So arbitrarily. when I... We, I'm I'm saying right now, right to you, my friend Alpha, I am telling you right now, this judge is beholden to someone else. They got something over this guy because he's acting totally irrationally or he's loco de cabeza. He's nuts oh, in the head. I he, he, he just looks insane. He acts insane. He looks insane. The Mad Hatter. He's a deranged, he's a deranged lunatic liberal. Yes. And he believes that he has the authority to do this because he's in his own mind, in his own perception that he is morally correct. And I can tell you, he is not in conformity with anyone else's sense of morality. There was not even a crime here. There so was no victim. The, the, the bank was paid back in full. And, and, and this, this case was based on the judge's valuation of Miralago. Okay. So that should scare the shit out of you. It does. So the whole premise of this case. Why, and hold on a second. And yeah. you wonder why they, why they want to take the guns away? Oh, huh. because they can start pulling this crap. You know, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speechless sometimes when it comes to this kind of stuff because I can't believe I, it's happening. I can't believe, I can't believe the amount of damage these people have done. But here's the here's the here's the what what do you call it? Uh, unintended consequences. Yep, the law of unintended consequences. Right, so the law of unintended consequences. So this all happens, and all of a sudden you have Governor Hochul, who's a total dingbat doofus, goes on the TV here in New York and says, do not flee, (laughs) do not flee. Don't worry, we won't do this to your business. It was a special case. We only did it to Donald Trump. You have nothing to fear from us. Okay, so. Holy shit, lady. Yeah. And what is what is going on right now? You have every major real estate commercial. This is big business, dude. I'm talking like, oh, I know, and these and multi multi gazillionaires in the right. real estate game in New York City. Oh, I know. And guess what's going to happen in the New York's real estate? New York City's real estate is going to go oh, down right. into the sewer. Oh, wait a minute. I look. You know, I go there a lot. Yeah, I just came back. A lot of empty storefronts in Manhattan. Mm. 
lot of empty businesses in Manhattan. A lot of people are fleeing, okay? Do not uh, flee. People, oh, they're fleeing. <laughs> uh, people are fleeing. They're, they're done. Um, it has gotten... It's gotten untenable in New York City. It's it's really bad. Um, you have this, this migrant thing is gonna is gonna murder them in com, in combination with businesses fleeing, jobs leaving, wow, tax base leaving. Mm. These immigrants coming in and and they they're they're spending fifty three million dollars a month on these immigrants in New York City or something just ridiculous like aliens, that. illegal aliens. Of course, invaders. Yes. That can't work. They have no job. They have no house. They have no money. They have nothing. They have no promise of work, but they came here anyways, and we didn't send them home. We kept them. So now we have to feed them and house them instead of sending them home, doing the right thing, following the law, Mm -hmm. right? Which goes back to our original premise. Yes. There's no morality in these leaders of ours because they feel that they're above the law. They oh, feel the that to them. we are nothing and they make up the laws because that's what they want to do. That is what happens when you get away from God and you get away from the Torah or the Bible, whatever well, faith you want to go with. I think it's what happens when you get a taste of uh, dirty money and you like it. Okay. And, and you've never really worked a day in your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, let me ask you a question. This this Fanny Willis oh. piece of trash, right? She bilks the taxpayers out of about seven hundred grand by funneling it through her her uh, her uh, her side piece there, mm-hmm. or her 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 boyfriend to benefit her. But she's laying around with eighteen thousand dollars in cash. Anybody that would make a statement like that that just kind of keeps eighteen thousand dollars in cash laying around their house on a $200,000 a year salary and can't pay her taxes either. Mm. What the fuck? She feels, uh, look, she, if you looked at her sitting on the stand and giving testimony, just, just looking at her and the arrogance was spewing out of every single pore of her body. Well, no, this is, my point is this. Yeah. It's the unmitigated gall to think that there are no consequences for the things that are being done. She is just a perfect example that's on the television uh, tonight at whatever time her face is going to be there. And all you have to do is look at it and go, Holy shit. These people really do not care. They don't care. You're right. Don't care a little bit. They're not even ashamed. She'll just sit there and just lie. She doesn't even give a shit. They've lied about everything. Yeah. They've lied about everything. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand how we can keep going this way. That is why I am long for what's going on in this country. I, I believe wholeheartedly that people are waking up to this and they're asking questions. Like, how come... They're treating Biden, Joe Biden, who had the same type of problem supposedly that President Trump has with documents when never entitled to even possess. And President Trump does. He's the president. He can de- he can declassify anything he wants to, but they're trying to change that rule too. This going back and trying to change things retrospect 
respectfully to to meet your your narrative in terms of the one that's holding the oh, quote. It's like the filibuster. That's right. It's a filibuster rule, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's great for us, so we'll keep it. Oh, it could be bad for them, so let's get rid of it. Oh, wait a minute. I really wish we hadn't done that. Oh, you dirty bastards. You know, come on, give me a break. It's a game. Yeah. You know, everybody in D.C. is lying. You know they're lying. I know they're lying. They know they're lying. We all know they know they're lying. Mm -hmm. But yet we tolerate it. I don't know why we tolerate it anymore. I have an idea on that. Here's my idea. We tolerate this because we are living our lives every day. We want to see our family, raise our families and take care of things and put food on the table. And yeah, prices are high right now, but right now it's still within our tolerance until we hit the precipice of personal destruction. And we say, there's no other thing we can do. We have to, you know, stand up and say enough's enough. That day is coming. That day is November 4th, 2024. Is it November 4th? November 6th? 4th? Whatever it is. When election day comes this year, you're going to see it. Now, the, the, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not confident we're going to get the windfall victory that you uh, you seem to think that we Oh, are. you didn't hear what happened in South Dakota, did you? Machines no, are gone. Voting machines are gone. In South Dakota? South Dakota. There's a lot of places, a lot of counties throughout the country that are getting rid of the machines. Mike Lindell has been putting through this whole thing. If If it turns out that there's been international influence or tampering with our election system. There's a, there's a little clause in the constitution that says the election must the the, um, the ballot must be secured. And there was an executive order that president Trump put into place before he left. That's still in play right now because Biden can't take it out because it would undo his election from 2020. The I was not military. The military will more. be, what's that? Tell me more. So the military will be securing the election because there's in, in, there's influence on the election from from international sources so, and tampering. Are, so do you really believe that? Do I really believe it? Yeah. And I have faith. I, I, I'm, not I have saying, faith. I'm, not asking, I'm not asking if you believe that there's foreign influence on the election. Hmm. I'm asking if you think the military is really going to get involved. Yes secure the election or some other plan that we don't know about that was put into place that it's going to take care of it. What I know is when you get away from the machines and the mail-in ballots or what Charlie Kirk is doing right now in states like Pennsylvania and other places and other organizations that are now going to go ahead and ballot harvest on behalf of the Republicans where it's legal, you are going to see overwhelming the system to take control of the system back and then make it the way it's supposed to be because we've gotten away from our moral foundation. That's what I believe. 2000 mules. If it, you, you saw it. Yeah. 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 You saw how saw the, the system was in play and they were, got this all on tape and people said, well, uh, da, 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 da. no, you guys are, People didn't want to believe that this corruption was happening because they were comfortable in their own little 
nest or the little homes, and they didn't, it didn't bother them. It didn't affect them. Well, guess what's affecting them now? Those, oh, yeah. the, the gasoline's through the roof. Food is through the roof. You can't buy a house. You can't get a job. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on right now in this country, aside from the economic part, this influx of illegal aliens that have been allowed to come into this country over the past three years is an existential threat to our safety. Yes. Even before we talk about the economic impact of, of, of three years now of really horrible policy and mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. shitty foreign policy pissing our money away in Ukraine to get it laundered back. I mean, Mm -hmm. the biggest threat that I see that I am concerned about on a daily basis, the decisions that this administration has made where it really truly impacts my life is my safety. Yes, I agree. I don't think, I I don't think that you're safe in places you thought you were safe before. No, I never thought anybody was truly safe. You understand? Mm Mm-hmm. I always thought that bad shit can happen. Bad shit can happen anywhere. There's no real borders for bad shit, right? Right. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. I've always tried to be prepared for bad shit to happen. Don't you find it funny that these people that caused all the bad shit are telling people like me that are prepared for bad shit to happen that you can't carry a gun in places where bad shit might happen? Oh, yeah. That we're supposed to be protecting you from but you know we're going to make that a gun-free zone now and basically every surface area of this county is going to be you know a protected space and all this other shit you think that was an accident no way it's not an accident was not no it's malicious so when you have a small group of people at the top of the government or the takeover it's a hostile take it's a coup well it's a color revolution is what it is that's true so it's a color I'm I am I am I am thinking that when the election happens and President Trump is overwhelmingly elected as president, there will be the call to arms from BLM and the Antifa wackadoos and everything else to come out and then that and all these illegal aliens because they're gonna be do you think it's going to wait until he's elected? Do you think it's going to wait to the election? Or do you think I think it's going to warm up in the summer. In about May. About uh, yeah. May, the end of May, beginning of June. Right. But I think what's going to happen is there, there are things, the countermeasures are in place for those two. Just saying. Watch. We have to wait and see. I hate you that word. Me, you know how much I hate to, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. You're going to have to explain to me what you mean by that because. So. There's nothing that's going to be done to stop what people are going to do. I don't agree with that. So they, they've de- they've taken away the police. They've done this, done, done that. However, look at what Texas is doing right now to secure their border. They did it. And of course they did. They did it. All it took, all they had to do was do it, enforce the laws that were on the books. They did. Really? They did it. And it made Biden look like a total stooge, right? There's no one coming over the border now in Texas like it was before. They're going through can New I, Mexico. Can I, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. We have to assume that Joe Biden cares about being made into a stooge. He doesn't care. No, no, no. He is he is losing his effectiveness because no one believes him and they all see perceive him as a old doddering fool. That's why. 
Well, except he's done. He, he will do everything he can to fight with Texas. Yes, but he's not. Look, they're, they're not, look, the federal government did not go in there to Texas and then start raising hell yet. Texas no. has been effective. Texas has been effective. Sure. With help from Florida. I'm not sure about other states. Alaska, yeah. they're helping the feds. I don't know which side they were helping. But. Did you see Did you see the shift to California now? The migrants are trooping through California yes. because they can't get through in Texas anymore? That's right. So that is why I believe countermeasures are in place. Because now people are clearly seeing, huh, all it took was Texas to stand on the line. There was no gunfire. There's no, there's no fighting. They just said, "Here's the line in the sand. Do not cross this line." There was, there was never going to be any, 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 you know, hot fight between the Feds and the Texans. There was never going. That was never going to happen. I get it. So when the when Antifa and the all the other morons start kicking up, all it's going to take is states where where they're going to really, you know, you're not going to see this in New York City because New York City's already a shit a shit show, right? Oh, New York City's going to collapse. It's going to collapse. Yeah, people leaving. People aren't sticking around. Get out of New York if you can. I'm still thinking about it, but that's another story. And and where they're going to Nashville, they're going you know Tennessee, they're going to Florida, they're going to South Dakota, they're going all over the place. They're getting the hell out of here. But the the real issue is when the, when these groups start up, people are not going to allow it to happen. They're going to stand up to them. And those people are going to back down damn quick. Watch. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't do. think so. I do. I think, I think not in New York. Uh, I think well, not in New York. I think not in Maryland. I think not in D.C. Correct. I think not in Atlanta. I think uh, not in Austin. You mean like these people are not going to stand up to these Antifa thugs? No, because there's no motivation for me to go outside on the street when the Antifa people are coming down the road with the burning torches, they're going to burn the buildings down. There's no incentive for me to intervene except a very long prison sentence. Mm. Courtesy of the Soros based prosecutors. See how this is kind of a full circle. It is a circle jerk. I get it. It is a circle jerk. The people that would prosecute the people that are coming to kill you won't prosecute them because they're on the same payroll. Mm. Get it yet? I got it. There's no incentive for anybody to stop anything because you'll just go to prison for the rest of your life. Look at Derek Shelvin. Yeah. He was framed. Wrong place, wrong place, wrong time. Right. I got news for all you lily livered pussies out there in the world that have never been out, done anything in the streets, uh, and want to sit there and pass judgment on a couple who's had so many complaints. I got news for you. Mm. The general public, if you're being arrested, just to throw shit on you for their bad actions, they're going to file complaints on cops. That's yes, just what they do. It's not, if if there were any substantive claims, substantive claims to anything that he had done, he'd have been gone. It's all bullshit. He's doing his job. He always just did his job. And they burned down an entire country in, in, for for two years for that shit. Crazy, huh? Well, that was their that was their red flag event. It was, and it was a very it was a very effective use of it too. Right. Notice how all the BLM assholes all wound up in prison for embezzlement and money laundering. Uh, did they? They're still out. 
Oh, no. Oh, they're in they've jail? Okay. Charged. I thought they, they got away with it. A lot of the leadership of the BLM people, they've all been arrested for crimes. <laughs> they got all this money and they uh, they, they spent it on. So when we, talk about, when we talk about embezzlement and we talk about uh, diverting funds and laundering technique, do you think that the BLM and then all these corporations pouring money into them and everything else, that was the payoff for these leaders to to make sure that Trump looked bad because these uprisings were occurring? I don't know. I do. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. What what you saw was this is the payout to these people to organize these organizers, right? Where, where did Obama come from? I, I, I look at it differently, man. Hold on one second. Right. I look at it as they were paying protection money to the mob. Same thing. Same difference. Uh, well, you and well, I are saying the same thing. Well, 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 business was business was good under Trump for all these businesses. Business yes. was, was great. Yes. And they had no motivation to get rid of Donald Trump. For real. Except a small group of people in the government that didn't like all this freedom happening in the in the United yeah, States. You can't be freedoming Americans. That's 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 just against what we want you to do. I don't think that there was motivation for these big businesses to pay the mob, you know, to 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 make Trump look bad. I think they were just trying to, you know, pay protection money, you know, show their fealty to the mob so they wouldn't get looted and burned. Hmm. I wonder how that shit worked for the Target Corporation. Hmm. The wokiest of woke woke panderers, the the Target Corporation. They are the ones who started all this shit with the with the gendered bathroom crap. Yeah, right, right. You know, and and during the you know the summer of love bullshit, they're like, oh, you know, oh, coexistence, oh, fealty to black people, and they burn the shit. They burn their fucking stores to the ground, mm-hmm. and then across the country, their stores are being looted on a daily basis. Right. You never bend the knee to the mob. Never. You never bend a knee to the mob. I, I'm there with you, my friend. They bent the knee and they've destroyed their own businesses. Right. All of these people. Right. You know, Budweiser was on the brink of uh, disaster. But apparently a few people on our side of the fence decided, nah, you can't kill a great company like that. So they've suffered enough. But don't do that shit again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how Dana White picked up the Bud Light can, and Kid Rock is like, okay, Bud Light, I'm going to give you a second chance. Right. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Exactly. And it's the same thing Trump does, too, by the way. Did you learn your lesson? I hope they did. I mean, I didn't get an apology out of Budweiser yet. I still won't buy it, but. I don't think you need an apology from Budweiser. I don't don't need one. You've never given them a dollar of your money. No, that's true. When was the last time you bought a beer? Uh, <laughs> never. Exactly. Yeah. You're not their target audience, my friend. Uh, Anyhow, I don't know. So when it comes to when it comes to United Airlines too, you know, they're gonna find out real quick when they're no one's booking any passage on their flights unless they really, really have to, and then you're taking your chances. Are, are what what are they uh what are they doing? The uh, because you're black, um, you're just as qualified as the Air Force pilot. You're 23 year old black kid. 
uh, that went to a flight flight training school. You've got just as much experience as the uh, 23-year Air Force C5A Galaxy pilot. <laughs> you're, you're just as good. Oh, well, unless I, you're, you know, so. unless you're gendered or whatever. I mean, this stuff is coming out all over the place too, by the way. These quotas, that's what they are. They're quotas. This, oh, this, yeah. rever- this is, I wouldn't even say reverse racism. It's racism. Perpetrated onto whites. It's just discrimination. That's all. Discrimination. Yeah. I don't know about you, man, but I've always felt the same way. Um, I don't love Ben Carson because he's a black man. No, I admire him because he's a great surgeon. I love Ben Carson and everything he stands for and everything he's done because he's a, a, a beautiful human being. Yes. Okay. That's the difference between people like you and me. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about the color of your skin. I don't care. If I had a child that had a neurological disorder or something, I'd be going to him. Oh, absolutely. But he's a phenomenal surgeon. And oh. uh, and I, I have to say this, too. The way the uh, society, uh, a medical provider society, treated him and, and canceled his speech when I was looking forward to co- him coming is when I decided I'm done with his organization. I'm not going to support it anymore. I can't. Well, well because, back to what we were saying, I, I don't like people like you and me, we appreciate people for what they bring to the table for the value that they represent. Right. Right. Not, not saying that, you know, we, we reduce everything to a spreadsheet because that's not what we do. No, it's, you know, the content of your character, you know, I don't care about the color of your skin. Are right. you a good person? Are you, are you a good neighbor? Are you, you know, you, are you respectful? You know, are you, all you treat me with respect. So exactly, I, and respect my wish, you know, my beliefs right. as I do yours, that kind of thing. So it's really funny that they call people like us conservatives, right? They, they, everybody says, oh, you're just a member of the Klan and all this other shit. It's like, wait a minute. That doesn't even make any sense to me. Because we're the people, I, I don't care about your color. Right. I care about your values. Mm-hmm. I care about your bearing. I care about your level of respect for yourself and for others. The Democrats are the ones saying, well, you have to hire United Airlines pilots because of the color of their skin. Don't even pay attention to the resume. It's okay that they just got out of a Beechcraft twin. We can just put them right into that uh, Candidare regional. No problem at all. Never flown in bad weather. Oh, you're going to fly the East Coast up and down all uh, all winter, you know, with the nor'easters coming. Yeah, so you know, good luck to you there, buddy. I'm not going on that plane. Are you? No way. I wonder if you could like Yelp rate pilots. You know, you get like the scan the QR code, rate my pilot. <laughs> That shit would be funny. I should fucking do that, shouldn't I? I should do that. I should hand out little badges and create a create a website when I go on. I, I do a lot of business travel, right? Yeah. So go to the pilot and go like, hey, man, I'm starting this website here. It's called Rate My Pilot. Give me an email, and we'll go ahead and we'll get your profile set up. <laughs> <laughs> you can help your pilot. The problem is you don't know who your pilot is going to be until you get on the plane. Exactly. And, how many cocktails they've had before they've gotten behind the wheel? You know, and it has to, and you have to have some confidence in the in the credentialing of these people that are going into these positions because, you know, there are some some places like a like an airline pilot has to go through training and they have to go through 
the, the process and building hours and, and hours equals experience. And that's how pilots become pilots, you know, and, and all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to point your point, your recruiting to a, a group of people that just because they're a minority, just because they're a woman, just because of this doesn't mean they have the, the talent and, to be and a pilot. It has nothing to do with the color of their skin. There's a lot nothing. of different. There's there's a mindset you have to have to be a pilot. Oh. And I and look, I drive fire engines. Okay, there, oh, not it. everyone can drive a fire engine. You've done it too. Job I ever had. It is it is a thinking. You have to be on your feet. You have to be able to respond to a, a situation. What happens if the the uh, the pump all of a sudden doesn't have that nice hum and it starts it starts bucking like a like a big bronco? What do you do? You add some water from the tank into the pump so that it cools off the pump because it's getting too hot. That's what that means, right? It's a okay. So so flying so flying an airplane, right? Because you fly an airplane. Yeah, I do. That's flying an airplane. Yeah, flying an airplane and and operating a fire engine are not really all that much different. Except my point with the pilot thing, with the DEI agenda and all the die agenda, as you would like to say, is. You are engaged in a profession that is defying the laws of physics itself by man-made intervention. Okay. Well, they're not defying. You're you're you're, you're utilizing physics. So well, flying is a physical thing. It's a physics. Okay, you're defying gravity utilizing man-made uh, supportive devices. Correct. Okay, at high speeds, machines right? that can break down. Exactly. <laughs> there are so many fucking variables that you need to consider when you're flying an aircraft. I, I'm sorry, my man. I want the A-10 pilot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want the I want the fucking F-18, uh, F-15 Eagle pilot. You know why those fuckers are so cocky? Because they can land on a. Do you know why they're so sand. cocky? Yeah. Do you well, know why those fighter pilots are so cocky? Because they're good. <laughs> because they're that fucking good at the, That's right. what they do. And don't mistake confidence for cockiness. That's right. Because these pilots know when to ask for help. That's the difference between a cocky pilot. And a confident pilot. It's the I same thing that. about a confident pump operator or firefighter and and having faith in what you're doing because you have to be incorporated into a team effort. You know, the pilot is in charge of the, the, the aircraft, but they rely upon the flight attendants to make sure that it's a safe flight. It's so a team. It's a team it's a team sport. That's what this is. And when you're not when you're there, when you're not when you're not respected by your teammates or you're not respected by the people getting on the plane looking at you in your, you know, six foot six frame, shoulders as wide as and, and wearing makeup and, and a and a, a wig. I, I I I how much confidence are you gonna have? Just saying. Well, they're just not serious people. And and we're really diluting down the the professions with what is becoming fast and has been around for a long time, at least in the educational uh, arena of, of racism. It's just racism and sexism period Mm -hmm. uh, in the name of equality, right? You're taking candidates that get extra points on an evaluation to get into a, a, a competitive program where they're very smart kids. Um, they are would generally be considered 
a better fit maybe somewhere else mm-hmm. without such a rigorous program. It's like shoehorning a really bright kid that goes to a really good private school. Let's say, name a, name a good private college. A good one. A good one. Like Notre Dame. <laughs> okay, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, even though they're going right. woke. <laughs> you have, well, wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Just, just follow me. Okay? All right. You have to be super smart to get into Notre Dame. Right. You have to have good GPAs, good, you have to be very good at what you do. It's, and, and then there's Harvard mm-hmm. or what used to be Harvard, right. Harvard yeah. standard that, you know, maybe, maybe 30 years ago. Right. Let's okay. go 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And you take these same kids and you take them, say, a law program, right? And the law program at Notre Dame is a great program. It doesn't have the name recognition of the Harvard, but the Harvard is like, holy shit, they're going to try to kill you for three years. Notre Dame, it'll be attempted homicide, all right? <laughs> it's a little, you're a better fit over here, but they're they're adding weight to the evaluation criteria for kid people of color. Right. And they're putting them maybe in positions to fail. Yes. Where they would be a better fit somewhere else. They're shoehorning them in somewhere else, patting them on the back, burdening them with, uh, you know, a couple hundred grand full of college loans. Just because they get you in on the equality thing doesn't mean you get the full ride. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They still, they're looking to sign up people in the freshman year to maintain the money coming in, even if they don't make it the four years, because that's their income to provide the, the money for the budgets. What, is, what drives money for institutions of higher learning, supposedly? Tuition. Tuition payments, which is now a huge money laundering program by itself. When the government That's guarantees right. the loans and That's these right. kids take their pen and they sign on the dotted line and there's no interest or there's no payments due until they're done, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's the same thing with our taxes. They take our taxes yeah. right out from under us, and we're not paying if quarterly taxes. Work, I got news for you. That's you the problem. To, if you had to write one gigantic ass check a year, you would never forget that experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's terror sweat. It's, it sucks. It sucks. And to know where the money's going, but what they do is they take a little bit cuts of. Uh, uh, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. They take a little bit here. They take a little bit there. And the next thing you know, I'm looking at my W-2 for this year. I'm like, holy shit, this is what's going to the government? I can't believe it. Well, wait a minute. Back to you know the yeah. whole equality thing in the pilots and, and getting back. You're, we're putting people in positions that they were, they're not necessarily the best fit for. Let me give you an example. Am I supposed to be playing college? Am I supposed to be a professional basketball player? Hell no. I don't have the talent. I don't have the skills. Just saying. Here's a a personal story. You know, there was this uh, back in the day, there weren't a whole lot of girls running around the firehouse. Okay. Yep. So we had this guy came around and joined the fire department. I can't remember his name. Can't remember the kid's name. I just don't even fucking remember. It was like 30 years ago, right? Yep. He starts coming around, he joins, and then his daughter joins. The cute little girl that all the guys wanted to chase her ass around the firehouse. Hmm. I was not interested. All right. 
little too young. And, you know, they, they pushed her through, they patted her on the back and everybody said everything was okay. And, and I watched the standards that they put her through to give her, uh, her, uh, SCBA certification and interior cert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let me just tell you something. A lot less rigorous than what I had to go through. Mm. They didn't have the physically demanding, you know, uh, requirements for her that they had for me or others, which mm. I passed with flying colors, right. of course. Yeah, so did I. But it took a lot of time. It wasn't just instantaneous. This kid was SCBA certified in like four months. She couldn't lift a high-rise pack. Mm. Everybody always wondered why I wouldn't ride with her on the engine. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Could she carry yeah, you out of a burning building if you needed it? Nope. Absolutely not. What's the rule? What's the rule about your partner that you're going into a fire with? Never leave your partner behind. And if well, it, it should be a and should be a companion to die with because she ain't going to save your ass. That's right. So we, we put people in places where they don't fit. And it's not necessarily because we're being mean about it. It's just fucking reality. Mm. We have lost our grasp of objective reality in, in favor of being, you know, sensitive or understanding or they think all of this bullshit is compassionate. It's not. It's not doing anybody any favors to, um, you know, necessarily mask the truth of life from them. These children that we have unfortunately raised in our generation have largely been shielded from the shit we were subjected to. Right. So we have a generation of people that are behind us that have no grasp on reality, my friend. They just have a grasp on what they see on a little screen. Right. Uh, we have a problem. And that is why we need to make sure we vote in November. Getting concerned. Well, the one thing that you and I can do something about is make sure you vote. That's it. And that is going to conclude our, our, our Saturday morning, early morning rant that was completely unscheduled and unplanned. We haven't had a chance to <laughs> chat with each other much this week. It's been... Uh, phenomenally busy so do us a favor and go hit us our hit our website at signal50.com you can find out how to follow us uh go to your uh any podcast i'll let you grab us and i'm gonna let uh bravo thank our uh, our folks out there that work with us every day so this is a little different because i'm usually doing the other part you just said um Make sure you follow us on Truth Social and Getter. I'm at Bravo Call 592. My friend here, Alpha Sierra 288. On X only. But uh, as a fellow firefighter and you being a fellow firefighter, we want to thank you for putting your next on the line. Hey, cut the music here. Cut the music, my man. Cut the music. We forgot something very important. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're not showing. Yet. We're not stopping the show no, yet. All we're right. Not done. We're not done, and, and I cut. can't believe I, I no, not cut. Keep right. keep recording. No, no, no. I meant cut the cut the ending. Uh, All right. We just kind of got rolled into a conversation without really uh, 
acknowledging what's going on. Um, next week, uh, Tyler Brown, Loudoun County, uh, oh. Sterling volunteer firefighter is going to be, uh, his ceremony is uh, on the fourth. Mm. Uh, he leaves behind a wife and three small children. Mm. Um, I would encourage people to go to the Loudoun County Fire Rescue Service uh, Association website and please make a donation if you can in the name of Tyler. Uh, and the other uh, 13 uh, personnel that were injured, still one in uh, guarded condition in the burn unit mm. at Johns Hopkins uh, from that fire, uh, or Inova Fairfax, pardon me. Uh, so, and two and a half million dollars worth of damage was caused by that. Uh, not to mention the death and the injuries uh, suffered by the firefighters. So, hate to end it on a, a bad note, but please make a donation if you can. I'd appreciate it. Uh, I'll be at his service, uh, sending him off to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. So, we have the watch for you there. Yes, yeah, firefighter Brown. But anyway. Uh, and for the rest, the EMS personnel, the the health providers, the police, you know what? Uh, I worked with you. I still work with you every day. I appreciate what you do. You don't hear it enough. I'm here to tell you thanks for what you're doing. Even though I'm part of you on still doing it, I appreciate what you do. And with that being said, everyone, have a great day. <laughs>